Breakup Breakdown podcast merch is finally available. I am so excited to share the five different designs. If you want to check them out right now, if you can't wait, check out the link I have in the episode description. There are two t-shirts, two sweatshirts, and a mug available. I'll talk a little bit more later in the episode about why I chose each design. But for now, let's talk about what's going on this week on the Breakup Breakdown. The only time that we fought was about intimacy. I kind of lost it. Last stitch, I need to see your phone right now. I need you to give me something here and his face melted. And that's when I knew I was about to see all of it. It shook me harder than anything has shaken me before. This week, we are diving into a breakup story that's gonna bring up a moral dilemma that I think a lot of you will have a lot to say about. What happens when two options you're given in a breakup are both bad? There might be a right answer, but is it the right thing to do? Hey, what's up? It's Abby. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of The Breakup Breakdown. So happy you're here. Hey, if there's a part of the interview you wanna jump to, I always keep the timestamps in the episode description along with some other links like a link to the merch I just dropped, a breakup submission form if you want to submit your own breakup story or a breakup that you've always been curious about and want me to look into. And don't forget if you like this podcast you can follow us on Instagram at Breakup Breakdown Podcast and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey Heartbreakers, welcome back to another breakdown this is not a breakdown bonus episode. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of the Breakup Breakdown. I'm here with everybody's favorite straight white male it's coworker Justin. <laughs> coworker Justin, are you excited that your cropped hoodie dropped today? I am excited. I have a feeling that I'm going to have to get one. So Yeah, definitely we'll check out the link that I have for our Heartbreaker merch. I'm so jazzed. I put in my order yesterday. Okay. <laughs> I was paying for my own merch. How, yeah. <laughs> you don't <laughs> even get your own yeah. <laughs> you don't even, Well, at least you're your first customer. You know? I, I had to be my first customer, and then my mom was my second I was customer. I you guilt your family into getting some, and yes. then... And then at least that you're off and rolling. <laughs> Instead of getting Christmas pajamas this year, we're all just wearing heartbreaker tees. They're all very excited. And now me and you can match around the office. I like it. People will be like, who do you work well, for like, again? What is this? What is even happening here? They'll be like, what the hell is going on? And then they'll probably ask me to leave because I'll be in a crop top hoodie in them. Be- <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Justin, please put a shirt on. Like, this is an HR problem. <laughs> yeah. So definitely check it out. I think most things go up to a 4XL except for the cropped hoodie. There was like one cropped hoodie available. So the merch company, University Tees, that's just the one that we're using, which by the way, they also did Jenna Palak's Fun on Weekdays merchandise. We also used them a little bit in my sorority back in college. Oh, really? very exciting, yeah. I'm most excited about the regular hoodie. It's an embroidered hoodie. Okay. So it's not screen printed. It's going to be, you know, a little bit more high quality. A little it's not going to, after like the fifth wash. It's be, not going to peel off. Yeah. We went into more detail about the designs on last week's breakdown bonus episode, but I designed the hoodie to be like a gift you could get yourself or somebody else who's going through a breakup or just trying to get over an ex because it says, not my ex hoodie. I thought that was kind of fun and ironic because, you know, you steal your boyfriend or girlfriend's hoodies and sometimes hoard them after the relationship ends. But I felt like it kind of went on brand with like the empowering theme of being a heartbreaker. Like, no, this is not my ex's hoodie. Like, this is mine. So actually, because I know I'm very particular about my hoodies. The only sample I have is the regular hoodie because I wanted to make sure it wasn't like gross Mm -hmm. because I've had many hoodies and sweatshirts throughout my time of ordering stuff from like companies like UTs for Greek life and stuff where I'm just like, I'm never going to wear this because it feels like, it feels gross. The one that I think there's a hoodie that's like really popular, at least for like a lot of guys wear it, that I'm like very much I don't like are the Under Armour hoodies. Oh, really? I don't really like put Under Armour on blast. They're like Lululemon fabric. Like it's stretchy. Do you have stretchy. something against high quality fabrics? I don't have anything against it, but when I'm wearing a hoodie, I just want it to be soft and that doesn't feel soft to me. Like it's not, it's just stretchy. Ooh, well, you're going to love the hoodie because I can <laughs> confirm it is in fact soft. I was deciding between two because I wanted to keep the price relatively low. I yeah. wanted to kind of 
gauge if people would be interested in buying things at all before yeah. being like, pay $90 for a hoodie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the next drop, it'll be Under Armour hoodies. And it's very soft. Everything's true to size. So if you want the oversized look, definitely go up a size. Mm-hmm. I typically usually get a small and like comfort color stuff, but this yep. is a little bit smaller. So I'm going to go up to a medium. So it's a little bit softer, a little bit cozier, a little bit more oversized. And then I'll probably just do like a regular small in the cropped hoodie. That just says Heartbreaker on it. Kind of a basic logo. And then there's two t-shirts. Again, I mentioned this in the breakdown bonus episode last week. One is a reference to that Nicole Kidman commercial where it's like somehow heartbreak feels good in a place like this. It says somehow heartbreak feels good in a podcast like this. And then there's another one that says women's rights and wrongs activist, which is a reference to season two, episode eight. And last but not least, there's a mug that says heartbreaker on the front. And then on the back, it says wake up and catch up on the breakup. I love the idea of people like listening to the podcast, pouring themselves some tea and sipping on it while listening to the latest episode. So yeah, I hope you like it all. Without further ado, let's talk about the domestic violence shelter that we are supporting this week. We've talked about this before. Synocracy, synchrosicity, where the universe does its thing Mm, and mm -hmm. you think of something and all of a sudden it starts popping up. So me and Lexi went to Disney last week and- And sent me me Snapchat. We sent you Snapchats from it. She made me ride that new Guardians of the Galaxy ride by myself. So I I know. Why did wait? I know. I'm still holding a grudge. I'm just kidding. The woman that sat next to me was from Houston. And so we were talking about Houston for a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'll pick Houston for our domestic violence shelter this week. And what's crazy is the shelter that I picked, I guess once a year they do this big giving day on the first November of every month. Oh, wow. And guess what today is? Yeah. The first November of the month. It's hashtag Giving Tuesday. And you can actually support them by volunteering. I'll link that there. Or they have an Amazon list, a Walmart list, and even if you live in Houston, a poinsettia drive. Mm. Point, is it poinsettia or poinsettia? Poinsettia, I think. Poinsettia. I'm probably the last person to ask about that. No. So I'm going to link all that. If you buy poinsettias every year, this is an opportunity for you to support the shelter and also get your flowers. And then also because of the Amazon and Walmart links, they make it super simple to know exactly what you're buying for them. I'll link that there as well. Okay, cool. Now into the submission. Now the juicy part. <laughs> now the juicy part. I know this was the world's longest intro for this episode. This was a little bit of a different type of submission. Okay. It's a mystery. We got to figure out what happened. But this time I'm sort of backtracking. Oh. Full disclosure, already done the interview. Oh. <laughs> okay. With this particular type of story, I don't think I would have felt comfortable putting it out had it not been a submission from somebody's friend. Oh boy. Okay. As you can tell from the episode title, it's about somebody's secret. And I wouldn't feel comfortable exposing it because I don't think that's my place. Sure. So let me tell you the DM that I got. I got a DM from somebody's friend that said, hey, Abby, one of my best friends was dating a guy for three years. He broke with her once after a year of dating, but actually ended up begging her to take him back. She stayed with him, even though I didn't think he treated her the way she deserved. They appeared to be so happy and were actually weeks from moving to a new town to start their new lives together Mm -hmm. when she found out he was keeping something from her that made it impossible for her to stay in the relationship. Obviously, as her friends, we want revenge for her, but I think her telling her story will be healing and also help anybody else going through it to feel less alone. A little bit of a cryptic submission. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what the secret could be. Well, what would be something that for you, if Nicole told you, you'd be like, well, I can't continue in this marriage anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, I wish you would have told me this earlier because now we've been married for a year. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of different directions you could go. If you were dating somebody and you found out they were like $100,000 in debt, I understand like you shouldn't be superficial, I think is the word I'm looking for. Getting out of that is going to be a task. And so by being with that person or marrying that person, you kind of take on that task as well. Especially if you're not married Mm -hmm. and the debt's already there, then you're like marrying into the debt as well as the person. And if you love the person, you'll be able to do it. That's a lot of money. I mean, that's straight out of the Lawrence Pugh Little Women monologue. It's like getting into a relationship with someone, particularly when it comes to marriage, is an economical decision as well as a 
love decision. Life is a project and you are now a group project instead of like having to do it on your own, if that makes sense. Wow, that's so cute. Oh my gosh, I've always hated group projects though. So maybe well, marriage if is you, not for if me. You, if you talk to Nicole, she'll be like, I'm doing 99% <laughs> of the work. You're doing none of it. Did you ever get those teacher evaluation sheets where you got to like rat out the people who didn't do work on yes. your Yes. Yeah. In general, this is kind of off topic, but in general, I'm the kind of person that like, I couldn't not do the work. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I couldn't not let someone else, if I perceive someone doing more work than me, I'm going to try to either get to the level or do a little bit more. Well, I never I'm too much of that. a control freak because I'm like, well, it's my grade too. Right. So I'm like, I'm not letting this ship sink. In general, if it's a project like that, like there's certain things that Nicole will have to do and there are certain things that I'll have to do. And it's just like, that's just how it's going to be. You know, you just try to make sure you're at least pulling your weight in yeah. those situations. So your group project, you guys are splitting the emotional, maybe even physical labor equally, but yes. that's what makes it a successful partnership. And financial. And financial, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe this is a relationship where the partner wasn't pulling their weight in that, in yeah. a certain category. For me, I think I could never, and I've been thinking about this a lot recently, if somebody broke my trust, I don't know what my threshold is there yet, but yeah. if somebody broke my trust, it would be incredibly difficult for me to move forward. Yeah, if it's like a cheating thing, my friend, I was just at a wedding this weekend, and he was telling me all these stories that his dad has from before he was born. His dad oh was gosh. married twice before him, mm-hmm. uh, before his mom. The, his first or second marriage, she got married to him, and on the wedding day, he got a call from her husband. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, there's no way this is true, and his dad was there, like we talked about. Do they want to come on the podcast? Yeah. Do you want to talk to him? I mean, Wait, don't you go to a courthouse and say, oh, we're ready to get married, and you get the license to wed? Don't, maybe, don't they look through maybe that kind not, of stuff? I mean, that would have been at least 40 years ago now. Oh, so, so maybe, maybe not yeah. back then. From my understanding, and I don't know if this has anything to do with it, she was a Jehovah's Witness, so I don't know if that also is part of it. Maybe they weren't legally married. Right. I know nothing about that. I remember him, he was telling us that story at the wedding, and I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, and so he is like, you have to go back to your husband. Like, you're married to him, you go back to him. Wow. And that was the end of it. So like, that would probably be a reason <laughs> why it's a already, secret. Because I've already done the interview, I can tell you it is not going in the Jehovah's Witness <laughs> direction. <laughs> Maybe already having another wife, or already having another significant other. Yeah. Well, if you're ready to find out, let's break down this week's breakup. I had a couple co-workers that were dating friends, so they set us up on a blind date. And it's the first blind date I've ever been on in my entire life. And it was great. We played pool, had some drinks, instant connection, made out in an alley. It kind of started really emotionally mature for the past people that I've been dating. And I think that was a big part of why I fell so fast because I could have a conversation with him about emotions and feelings when I typically like to shut down about that stuff. He would have drill every single month and he had very good girlfriends in the drill and we kind of connected over that aspect because I have really good guy friends and I'm not a jealous person and neither is he and it was kind of a mutual understanding that we were going to have friends of the opposite sex that we hung out with and spent the night at our houses among other friends but maybe even sometimes on a one-on-one basis that was great with me and I loved that he had that too so it was a big connection for us in that way it sucks to be like wow we were able to talk to each other. It's sad that that's where dating has yes. gotten these days. We had an emotional connection. This man is my soulmate. He asks me questions and <laughs> wants my answers. What is that? Cried once in front of him. It was amazing. You guys have this emotional connection. You guys are bonding over mutual interests. Where did things start to take a turn for the worst? A couple red flags, as I like to call them, you want to turn them kind of a salmon pink color when you want to pretend like they aren't happening. We would only have arguments about times that he went to 
betrayal because it just seemed like he was being a different person. And I said, you can't have two lives. I need to either be involved or I'm not involved in that. I don't care that you hang out with these people, but I would like to be a part of that life as well. And if you don't want me to be, that's fine. So this is about eight months into the relationship. We go out on a date one day and he's just being really weird to me. He asked me to go to a hockey game and his friend got us tickets. And then he just kind of ghosted me that day. And I was like, are we going? Are we not going? What's going on? And he was like, no, 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 yeah, yeah. I want, we're, we're going to go. I'll meet you at your house. And he showed up late, even though my friends were meeting us there. And so we go from there and he's just being really rude to me in the car. And I don't understand why. And we walk in and he was like, I was cold. And he was like, I'm going to buy you a sweatshirt. Let me buy you a sweatshirt. And I was like, no, I can buy my own sweatshirt. And I did on the fact of principle and I can take care of myself anyways. But I was like, you're being rude to me. I'm not going to let you buy me something. This is just a weird exchange happening. After the hockey game, we go out to eat. And then on the way back home, he was like, can you just drop me off at my house? I just want to go home tonight. And I was like, what? Why? And he's like, I just, I want to go home. And I was like, okay. And he was like, just things aren't right between us. And I was like, this is news to me. So great. And mind you, we only lived four minutes away from each other at this point. So that's kind of also interesting. I dropped him off at home and on the way to my house, which took four minutes, I called him. I was like, I think it's really rude that you just all of a sudden decided we weren't going to hang out the rest of the night. I don't know what's going on. You've been made me. And he was like, I can't see myself marrying you and I don't want to be together anymore. We've never talked. It's eight months into the relationship. Like I wasn't trying to figure out if we were marrying each other yet. The funny part is when we first started dating for no reason at all, he said, I just want you to know if you ever want to break up with me, please don't do it over the phone. Just tell me in person. Have enough respect for me to do that. And I was like, okay. Then he breaks up with me over the phone after taking me out on a date. And I get home and I call him back and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let that go. I think I deserve a little bit more respect. You asked me not to do this to you and then you did it to me. This is not cool. And he's like, you're right. I'm on my way over. So he came over just to say to my face that I wasn't marriage material and he couldn't see a future with me. He could just never see himself being with me for the rest of his life. I'm like, thank you. Okay. This is awesome and great. He was about to leave. He gets back and tells me, I don't like how we left things. Can I just talk to you? And I was like, sure, let's have a chat. He was like, I talked to my friends. They all told me how ridiculous it was. And I don't understand why I couldn't just tell you that I loved you. And I was just feeling really scared about that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to think about this. And I did. And it was a slow progression of us getting back together a little bit. So we did. The only time that we fought was when he went on drill or about intimacy. And I didn't understand why it was hard for him to be intimate, even though he was so emotionally intimate. Intimacy in the sense that you guys had different expectations for how much it was happening. Yes, I was more involved. I wanted to be intimate more frequently and very specifically just with sex. Intimacy in other ways, like hugging, loving, kissing, touching, constant, cuddling, all about that. He's all about that. And I just didn't understand why there was a problem with the actual sexual part of it. Gotcha. I see your dog is having a very <laughs> visceral reaction to it. Fine. We love the dogs here at the Break Up Breakdown. Okay, so you guys are having problems with him going away on drill and the intimacy things. So where does that go from here? Sometimes on these weekends that he would be gone, I was getting constant phone calls and text messages and checkups and normal ways that we reacted or interacted with each other in our relationship. And then other times, nothing, nothing. And I never understood 
understood why sometimes we're different and sometimes weren't. Whenever we would have these arguments, I like to shut down. I was perfectly fine not trusting anybody. And he was really adamant about helping me break down those barriers, which is one of our bonding type of adult and mature relationship conversations that I really loved about him. It makes sense now. Other times it was easy to write it off as this was a busier weekend. This was happening. This was happening. Things start to get weird again. And this is the first time I've ever asked him, are you cheating on me? I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. I feel like there's two types of people in the world. The people that get super excited when the temps hit the 80s and the people who are like, holy crap, it's bathing suit weather and I do not feel my best. The warmer it is, the more dialed in I feel like I need to be with my nutrition. But I gotta be honest with you, I hate cooking. Do I cook for myself and feel great? Or do I get takeout and eat a bunch of crap that's just honestly expensive and not that great for you? That's why I really enjoyed trying out Factor. Factor is a meal service that requires no prep. All you gotta do is heat them up in the microwave for like two minutes and they're chef crafted. So they're actually designed to meet your nutrition goals. Whether you're trying to watch your calories, get more protein in or follow a keto diet. There are 35 different meals and 60 add-ons to choose from with breakfast, lunches, dinners, and even desserts. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. What is happening? Why are you being weird? Why do you sometimes, I can tell you're covering up the phone when I hear this person's voice in the background. I don't need you to tell me anything that I want to hear. I just need the truth from you. You've tried so hard to get me to open up to you. Can you just continue to be the person that I thought you were when we talk about it? In those words, basically, I know that it's really hard for me to communicate, but I'm trying right now. It's ridiculous that I would even have asked him that. It's not that he's dismissing it. It's that he is making it to where I feel guilty accusing him because of how much I mean to him. So it is dismissive, but when I say he's laughing about it, he really tried really hard to let me know that he's sorry that I feel that way and there's nothing going on and it's not funny, but it's funny because he would never do something like that to me. He gets back and like I said, he had graduated. So he's trying to find a job. And I said, I want you to get whatever job you want to. I know that might mean it's going to be out of state and I can't leave until I finish school, but I can do my career anywhere. And if you find something that you really love, I am down with that. Let's have a conversation. He was like, no, I don't want to be gone from you for any more amount of time. And I was like, okay, again, if you find a job that is going to better our future and our lives that you love, let's 
consider these options. He doesn't. He finds one in a town about an hour and a half away from where we're living. I help him with his resume. I help him talk to these people. I reach out to my family that knows people high up in the specific company that he wants to work for. The whole time, the arguing gets a little bit worse. And we have never really argued before. It's always been really open-ended, mature conversations with disagreements. But now it's arguing and we're getting mad and angry with each other. It gets to a point where it's three weeks away from when my like lease is up and it's a week before I graduate. I just asked him out of nowhere, have you been with anybody during our breakup or since then? And he said, yes, I was with someone when we broke up the first time. I said, who was it? It was a person that's in his unit that he goes and sees every single month at drill. It shook me harder than anything has shaken me before. And I think it's because in my like heart of hearts, I knew that it wasn't just when we were broken up and it wasn't just the one time. And so I kind of lost it. I was like, we are done. I don't want to see you anymore. I can't do this. And he said, you're going to throw away our entire three year relationship because of one incident that happened when we were broken up with someone that I don't even actually feel that way about. And I said, yes, I don't love you anymore. Get out of here, which is a hurtful thing to say. And I was clearly not being a mature adult about it. I think it's because I knew two days later, we decide we're going to talk about it as he's moving his stuff out of my apartment. And I said, I think I'm going to be able to work through this, but you can't go on this big trip. He was like, I don't have to go. And I was like, I think you need to change units. I can't do this. And he was like, I will. I don't even care. I'll change units. And then more into the conversation, he was like, I'm going on the trip. I was like, okay, well, I could probably handle that, but you can't drink on the trip. And he was like, that's fine. He was like, you know what? Actually, I'm going to want to drink on the trip. I was like, okay, I guess I can handle that, but you're not going to go on this canoe trip with them. And he was like, great, I don't have to go. And he's like, you know what? I want to go on the canoe trip. And I was like, okay, I don't really know what else to say because I need you to give me something here. He was like, I just need us to go past this. And I was like, okay, last stitch. If I'm going to get past this, I need to see your phone right now with the text messages between her before we have any more of this conversation because I think it's going to make or break it. Whenever people describe seeing someone's face like melt, I've never really understood what that meant and his face melted. And that's when I knew that it was not one time it was continuing to happen and that I was about to see all of it because he handed me his phone. I've never asked to see someone's phone before ever. The most recent one that happened was when I called him because he was being really dismissive and rude to me about a big event that I was going to go to for his drill weekend that he didn't ask me if I was still coming. Mind you, like we live together and it's a three-year relationship. And I was like, are you not going to like see if I'm coming there? And he was like, oh yeah, well, like, are you? And I was like, no, I'm not. I have to work now, but thanks for asking what's going on. And he was like, nothing's going on. I just want to go to bed. I just want to go to bed. I'm in the room with my friend, which is a guy that I know. He was like, I'm just in here with him. I just want to go to bed. The last text messages while I'm on the phone crying, asking what's going on and why he's being so weird. It's because she got too drunk and he was taking care of her. I saw the text messages where all of the little pet names that he used to call me, he was also calling her and they were telling each other that he loved each other. And then I think about it because I know this girl, I've met her. We've went out together a couple times in the three years. I think about it and I was like, I'm pretty sure she has a boyfriend. So I look it up and she's married. Not only is she married, but she got married. I remember the wedding happening. And then I also remembered her getting pregnant. And then I asked him and he said, yeah, we were nervous for a little bit because we weren't sure if the baby was going to be mine or not. Oh my gosh. 
I know. It's a lot to process. <laughs> when you are confronting him, what's your main emotion in that moment? Shock. You're mostly shocked because you weren't expecting it? I was shocked at who it was. Never in a million years would I have guessed that. It was a person that I loved that he was friends with because it made me believe that he would never think about my male friends because I knew that he had these four solid girlfriends in his life. And that's, again, something we bonded over. Never in a million years. And I think it hurt even more that he was so dismissive about it because that's not the person that I knew. It was just utter shock and chaos in my mind and desperation because I realized in that moment that the person in my entire life of dating or even family friend relationships, this is the first person that I ever really, really wanted to be with and consider even wanting to marry or have children with someone. The fact that I saw how long it was happening shattered my entire life for three years. Just to clarify the timeline, how long was their affair going on? He did say it happened for the first time after we broke up for the first time. So eight months into the relationship when he broke up with me the first time and because I wasn't marriage material. So that would be two years long the affair was happening? Yeah, mm -hmm, a little over two years. Wow. Is that about how long the intimacy problems were also happening? Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, are you feeling any kind of feelings towards I need to tell this woman's husband what's going on? So many feelings about that. As it's happening, the actual breakup is happening and he comes over and was getting the rest of his stuff and he wouldn't talk to me. He was in his truck and I was like, do not leave. Let me in the car. I was like, I'm not a random person. How are you dismissing me this much? My friend texted me and I don't know how she knew other than this is just my person. She knew and texted me and said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm standing outside of my apartment trying to get him not to leave because I just found out he was cheating on me and I'm crying and being pathetic in the middle of the road. And she said, I'm coming to get you. Thank God my person literally also lived four blocks away from me at the time, picks me up and takes me home, sends my amazing friends a group chat and said, I'm on the floor. She said, this is where we are right now in the group chat. This is where we are. We just found out that he's been cheating on her the entire time. My friends went to work and started adding her and her husband on the internet. And then I get so many text messages and phone calls from him saying, you're about to break up a family. Don't do this. She's at work. Give her time to tell him. And I said, well, first of all, I'm not doing anything. And you two are the ones that are breaking up a family and not only just one, but multiple. I was like, I cannot control what my friends do. I have no part of this. They're going to tell him. They're going to do it. I can't stop them. It's not your place to tell me that it's my fault. And I eventually convinced them to wait because she was at work and she wanted to tell him in person when she got home. And I was like, okay, I convinced them to give her that because I think that I would want to know from the person that it was happening with because I would have a lot of questions. I wanted that respect for her husband. And so we let it go. And two days later, we're talking and I said, did she tell him? And he, I don't know why he admitted that she didn't. And I've been going back and forth with it for a long time, but I don't really know where my place is in that situation because I do think that he does deserve to know, but I also cannot come at it from a vindictive place because that's not going to serve anybody. And I don't know the trajectory of their relationship either and whether or not it's going to be met with acceptance 
acceptance or if it's going to be met with anger and retaliation coming back towards me. Because you never know how people are going to respond to those situations. I didn't know that I was going to have a full-blown like 15-year-old jealousy panic attack when I found out, but that was my first reaction. Well, you're right. You also don't know the status of their relationship. I mean, hell, for all we know, he's cheating on her too. Exactly. And so how do you navigate that? If you were going to be in his shoes though, like let's say he found out about the affair before you did, would you have wanted him to come to you and be like, hey, this is going on? 100%. 100%. Not even a little part of me wouldn't want a random person telling me that, but that is me and my feelings. It's weird that I'm, I guess it's not weird. I'm a a very loving and open hearted person to any and all. And it takes a lot for me to not care about you, even if you're a stranger. I know that everybody doesn't feel that way. So I can't, it's hard. How How do people navigate things like that? Yeah, there's no how to tell your husband's other woman's husband that they're cheating on each other for dummies book out there, which I guess maybe that's what this podcast is for. If you ever do end up confronting, we'd love to have you on and find out that story. I think everybody can really put themselves in your shoes. It's a time to be the bigger person. Yeah, it's a tough place to put yourself in because as your ex is putting it, it's like, okay, you're the one breaking up the family, which your actions aren't the one breaking up the family, but maybe you're going to be the catalyst for that. Because if there's a place to put anger, if he doesn't want to know it or process it or understand it, or maybe he doesn't care because he has been doing the same thing too. I'm the one that is going to take the fall for everything. Just like right now, nothing in any of their lives has changed. The only person in my mind, I mean, obviously she probably has anxiety every day that he's going to find out. And then he, his life changed a little bit, but right now I've taken the blunt of this and I don't want to put me and myself and my new business and my healing process on the front line to just be basically kill the messenger type of person because that could very well happen. Have you ever met this guy? Like, do you have any personal relationship with him? Not at all. I don't know her. I mean, I do. I've met her a couple times, literally twice, but I thought that I knew her through him because of how close they were. It's a friend group. They're, they were in my pile of people that he loved and considered families. I know her in that sense, but I didn't even know for sure that they were married when I found out. Have you ever asked your ex why you wanted to have this affair? Yeah, it's the lamest, weirdest, and worst excuse ever. His exact words were, I don't know. I was too much of a coward to walk away. What does that even mean? Just are you making yourself feel bad? Based off of the stories that I hear with infidelity, it's always crazy to me the lengths, specifically men, mainly just because those are typically the subjects of these stories. They almost try to self-sabotage a relationship rather than just come out and say, I don't want to do this anymore. I need like a therapist to come on and explain why that is because it's such a common trend that I've seen. I was like, we're moving together. We had a plan specifically me. I was making more money than him. I was in a good place. And our plan was for me to go to school. And when we moved because of this deployment and these bonuses and his new job that he took so I could start my business, it wasn't just a whim. Our financials even were factored out to where, okay, when we do this, you're going to be able to support us for the first couple months while I get this off the ground. I was like, we're, we're leaving. And th- I was like, what, what was your thought process? And he was like, I just thought once we got there, everything was going to be better. And I go, how does 
does that make sense in your mind? And he was like, I just wanted to get us there. I was just waiting for us to move. And then about 10 minutes later in the conversation, I looked at him in the eyes and I said, do you think you would have stopped after we moved? And he goes, honestly, probably not. I don't think that I would have. Oh my gosh. I don't understand it. The biggest shock is how much and how hard he worked to get me to trust and believe and open up and love him. It was overcompensation for how much he was doing behind my back, which makes sense now. But in that time, it just felt like so much pure love and care and respect. When you say it felt like pure love and care and respect, in hindsight, does any of that feel love bomby to you? Does any of that feel skeezy now that you have the context of how this ended? It feels awful. It doesn't feel skeezy, which would almost be better in my mind because it just feels so empty and narcissistic and unnecessary. I will never understand people hurting people without a reason to be vindictive or evil or revenge driven. Mm -hmm. Malicious. It's almost worse in that way. Looking back now, it still doesn't make sense in my mind. And when I kept asking the only thing he could say is I don't know I was just too much of a coward to walk away mm-hmm. I'm like, that is you giving yourself an excuse that is a really bad excuse <laughs> it's not even a real excuse it's not even an excuse it's him like being self trying to make me feel bad for him oh poor me I didn't have the balls to just I was scared to not have sex with this person can you tell from this point on like do you know if the affair is still happening I don't know I don't know it's almost better to just make it a story to me if they are not than it is to know because what is that going to serve me at this point? Well, I'm sure if you're so contemplating whether or not you want to come forward and tell the husband, it's somewhat important information. But I also don't know how you would know. It is. It's very important information. And again, that's the hardest part. I mean, that's not the hardest part, but that's the hardest part outside of me just being so completely betrayed is that there is another innocent person potentially in the situation. So for you moving forward, and I talk to people a lot about having to move on, especially when they were in a relationship with somebody that turned out not to be the person that they initially fell for, the person that they thought they were in a relationship with. How are you navigating that with dating and trying to figure out if the person that you're falling for is actually who they say that they are? I think the biggest thing that I have been processing still and trying to take away from it is that everything that happened is not a story about them. It's not a story about what they did. It's about a story that happened to me. Bad things happen to people. It's really easy to be angry, even numb, but it's not beneficial to yourself in the long run. I am navigating forward by not jumping into something, but also allowing myself to have fun and have experiences. We both still moved to the same town. We're here. Neither of us have any friends or family in this town. I think we live 10 minutes away from each other. I'm actually pretty sure he lives in the apartment that we both applied to get together. But I don't know for sure because, again, what is that going to serve me? (laughs) And going forward, I just am not jumping into anything and trying to keep in mind that I'm not a vindictive or shitty, for lack of better terms, or awful person. And there are other people out there that aren't as well. And I 
I can't put all of my eggs in either basket. I can't just never trust anybody again. And I can't immediately trust people because of wanting and longing for the feeling that I thought I had for so long. Basically just growth and healing and understanding that these feelings aren't forever. And it doesn't mean every single person is going to hurt you in the way that someone else did. Yeah. And I think that's incredibly brave to be able to put yourself out again and understand that this was just one person in one person's actions. And it doesn't mean that every man you date out there is going to do you wrong. So props to you for having that perspective and also just having the courage to move forward and have hope that the love that you want is still out there. Absolutely. And if I didn't have the friends that I have, I've always said this, and I think this is really important for other people that don't have the type of friendship that I have. Find those good friends. Love you so much to where you want to love yourself. And that is huge in healing from anything bad that happens to you. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and letting us in on your experience and of course some hot gossip as well. And I hope <laughs> moving forward that you are able to find somebody who is going to treat you the way that you deserve to be treated. Thank you so much. And if I don't find it immediately in a partner, again, I have other people that know my worth and I can have my own worth. And I hope other people feel that way about themselves as well. Tune in on Thursday to hear me, coworker Justin and Lexi break down this episode and talk about the most topical things from this interview, because as you can tell, there's a lot we need to unpack. But I also want to hear from you. If you check out the episode description, you'll see a link where you can actually submit your own audio file to chime in on what you think our interviewees should do about the situation. Do you think she should tell the other woman's husband what's going on? Be sure to let us know. And while you're in the episode description, check out the Breakup Breakdown podcast merch. Otherwise, I will see you on Thursday for the breakdown episode and on Tuesday for another messy breakup story where somebody delayed their wedding, delayed their wedding, delayed the wedding, and then finally decided they didn't want to get married to that person. And you're going to find out why on November 8th. See you then.